0: Spoiler country, I'm Kenneth Regan, that's Mr. Hartsley, and today on the show, well, it's Phoebe Xavier, and she's quite the independent publisher, isn't she?
2: Yeah, she's a writer, she's a publisher, she's worked for a long time getting out some comic books here and there with various people. Uh, She's worked with our our very own Jeff Haas on his new book. Yeah, and uh, Casey had a chance to sit down with her, and they talk about
0: her writing and her wow. publishing. Malik, reigning devil number one, just it's out now, right? Yeah, I believe it's out now. Yeah, it came out I think in April. Yeah, there you go. We're gonna have to have Jeff on to talk about oh, his. We uh, work. are for sure. So, well, dang man, why don't we just get into it? Let's do it. All right, so let's listen to uh, Phoebe and Casey in their own words.
1: welcome again to another episode of Spoiler Country. My name is Casey Allen, and today we are talking to a writer, a letter, an editor. She's done pretty much anything you can think of in comics. Uh, she works with our good pal Jeffrey Haas on his upcoming comic, Malek, Reigning Devil, Phoebe Xavier. Phoebe, how are you today?
3: Hi, I'm doing great. Right. Thank you.
1: Well, uh, so you you do a little bit of everything in, in regards to indie comics
3: and indie, indie comics publishing. So how did you get involved? Well, I I started with my main book is called Sidereal Apogee. And I started that one maybe four or five years ago. It was going to be a graphic novel. And the more that I tried to find anybody to publish for me, I found it was just easier to do it myself. I was actually attached to Advent for a minute, but he it wasn't working out the way I liked, so I wound up going completely independent. And now I run a brand called One Two Three Go. Awesome, and, um, awesome. Yeah, Jeff is uh, the first thing that Jeff worked with me on. One Two Three Go was the first Malik story for a uh, a book called Gunmetal Black Ops.
1: Really, I had no idea that that his Malik Moloch- came from an, another uh, another previous work that's awesome
3: So yeah, it was an eight page story that um, that's another anthology book that I do. Um, my sidereal Apogee book is a cyberpunk anthology and gunmetal Black ops is a uh, espionage assassin kind of uh, anthology. okay cool so so have you always been a, a comics fan? Yes, I was actually. I learned to read like at about age three. And so I co- sort of tore through my Dr. Seuss stuff pretty quick. And then my mom gave me a box of Lois Lane and Jimmy Olsen, Superboy, Supergirl. So, um, oh, nice. Yes, books from the 60s. Oh, and 70s. was it was that Kirby? Was that the Kirby era Jimmy Olsen? I think so. Yeah, that is awesome. Because like, romance. I wasn't as into that. They had like I think, uh, like, what's her name, Lana Lang, or the other like side characters all had their own books. The, the other
1: um, <laughs> the other rhyming name character. <laughs> yeah,
3: the alliteration people that um, exactly. Used. Yeah, but that's so, where I got um, my start in comments. Yeah, that's
1: awesome. And uh, so what what was the what was the thing that that made you want to actually start writing and, uh, and, and getting into comics yourself?
3: I think that a long, long time ago, when I was like 20 years old and I was dropping out of university in Pennsylvania, I wrote a list of things that I wanted to do and make comic books was on the list. And I eventually got around to it in my late 30s.
1: Oh, wow. OK, so that that's awesome that's awesome that you were able to kind of go like yeah this is something i want to do and no matter how long it takes i'm gonna freaking do it so (laughs) i I applaud you for that
3: thank you i did uh i did a worked on music for a long time and uh after i sort of was putting music aside as not being my main concentration that's when the writing came to the forefront for me okay
1: so, what what are your your influences as far as
3: writing goes? Uh, Isaac Asimov would definitely be right at the top. Philip K. Dick, John Byrne, in terms of comic book uh, writers, Chris Claremont. X Men is basically the main book that I came up on as a as a kid. The oh William Gibson is definitely like, in my opinion, the best writer on earth. I just uh, read Snow Crash not long ago. I think that was I think that was Gibson, right? No, that's not Gibson, but it is cyberpunk. Oh, crap. Who um, is that? <laughs> I, I don't know who wrote that. But I know Gibson's new book, Agency, just came out. How was that? I haven't read it yet, but I read the first part of that trilogy, and it was brilliant. It's kind of about like the ability to send information through time, but you can only send it backwards in time, and you can only send it to a different timeline. Oh, that's that's cool. Oh, oh, now I'm saying he, Gibson wrote Neuromancer. Yes, uh, William yes, Gibson invented book. the word. He invented the word uh, "cyberspace." He invented the word Microsoft. He a lot of ideas that made it to our technology first appeared in his fiction. That book kind of screwed me up for a little. while. I think I read that book a little too young. <laughs> I did the same with Catcher in the Rye. I read Catcher in the Rye when I was ten. And I was like, "This is stupid. This guy's just..." Oh. <laughs> That's awesome. I I read that and um,
1: Naked Lunch. I read Neuromancer on the way to North Carolina on a train ride and (laughs) Naked Lunch on the way back. So I just had a really fucked up summer.
3: (laughs) I am in North Carolina now.
1: Um, Oh, really?
3: Yeah. uh, Rural North Carolina outside of Kinston. Okay. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm quarantining in my friend's garage because I just came up from Florida.
1: Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I have family outside of Charlotte, like out around uh, Mount Holly area, if you're oh. familiar with that. But yeah, North Carolina is a be- beautiful state. It really um, is. So, yeah. Yeah. How, how have you been handling the, the, the whole COVID thing?
3: I, I'm very information intensive, so I've been doing predict- predictive math and tracking state numbers. Also, I have a couple of good friends that understand the biomed side of things. So I, I, I think I'm being as safe as I can. I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah. My, my wife is an educator, so she is home with our, our two small kids, and she is glued to the, fu- to, uh, the news And she's (laughs) does she she teach still like through Zoom or something? (laughs) She she does class like she teaches kindergarten and for the most part they've just decided to pass students if they were already in the trajectory to pass. And but she she has a once a week meeting with the kids, like over Zoom. And she'll have a story time and a show and tell with the kids. And then, but throughout the week, she talks to the parents and they have packets that they're supposed to do with the kids. And my preschool kid who's going into kindergarten has been doing the same thing. And my fourth grade child is also kind of doing the Zoom meeting every week. But my, my five-year-old, who's going into kindergarten next year, was talking to her classmates the other day, and she said, I just want to play with my friends. And yeah. the whole class erupted into tears <laughs> over the Zoom. It was the saddest thing I'd ever heard in my life.
3: Yeah, it's, it's, so. it's rough all over, but, I mean, it's the only way we're going to get through this, unfortunately.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. And it's especially in a in a state that hasn't taken this as seriously as they need to. I keep seeing the dumbest people I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And it's it's very frustrating, but that's not comics at all. Let's get back to comics. <laughs> exactly. It's so it's so hard to not talk about this and actually no, have everything,
3: everything that's going on.
1: Exactly. And I've, I've talked to a few comics creators who were like, I felt like I was about to have to talk off of a ledge because it was around the time that the Diamonds completely shut down. And they had series that were just coming out and they're really freaked out. And these were people who were like working for the big two. Oh,
3: wow. So,
1: yeah, yeah. But... You're not going to keep indie folks down because indie folks have to go outside of the parameters of the mainstream to begin with. And th- this brings me back to you doing what you do. And, and not only do you write, but you also decided, you know, if I want to get this out, I'm also going to have to learn how to letter. I'm also going to have to learn how to do other things. So what what has been the biggest help in you getting into the the comic scene
3: i think uh, i really got to give a lot of credit to kablam that working uh, i published through kablam and they're out of orlando and they're a great indie press they they just p- publish i mean they just print it you put your own logo on and they ask to run an ad on the back cover but they're very, very cooperative online. And whenever my specs were wrong, they get back to me right away and tell me how to correct what I've been doing. So I'd say that an Indie Planet is through them too. So I would say Indie Planet and Kablam has been a huge, huge help. Oh, cool. I, I didn't know they offered
1: that, that type of service. That's, that's mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah, Kablam so, is
3: really cool. Uh,
1: that, that's rad. You you've helped other creators as well, like people like Jeff. What was your impetus to to actually get on like the editing side and and help other people achieve their goals in, in
3: regards to comics? Because I think once I started running my own brand, I knew that I didn't want to just be exist just to publish my own stuff. I that the point of running a, a, a company or a brand is to bring other talent to the front too so i'd rather be uh, like i'd rather be the next stan lee than just like the next brilliant writer not that i'm ever going to get that big but i can try
1: so what what's your next goal in, in regards to to comics
3: getting out these two books that both of them were supposed to be kickstarters but i guess we the covid kind of threw a wrench in that so, but they're launching on Indie Planet instead. And that's the Raining Devil book and my other book, Trouble. And that's issue number one of both of those. So, this summer, trying to push both of those titles. I also have like three more books kind of in the works that should drop later this summer, also maybe on Indie Planet. But those two are what we'll be pushing right now.
1: So, can you tell us a little bit about the your trouble book because we we've talked a little bit about malik reigning devil
3: mm-hmm. yeah so trouble is she spins out of the world that i have created that's basically 25th century in the solar system earth is mostly an irradiated uh, mess that only people in dome cities live in she lives on the moon she is an ex soul Corps Marines. SOul is kind of like this organization that runs everything in the future. Um, they're the government, the cops, the army, everything. And then, so she's a retired SOul Marine, and she is basically, she's, I originally wrote her as a private investigator, but that'll come into play maybe at some point. But I think that what she is to me is she's like kind of my Spider-Man. She is going to be fighting, like, these goofy, like, second-rate criminals, like, dressed as animals and with silly names, trying to rob Manx and shit. And she just wants to get a tan or drink a mojito. What's kind of like the way Peter Parker was just trying to get an education, and every two minutes he had to fight some super villain in a stupid mask. And she's a smartass in the same way. I patterned her after Peter Parker in that way as well. That the whole time that she's fighting, she will be cracking wise at the villains that she fights.
1: I can totally um, relate to just wanting to drink a mojito (laughs) instead (laughs) of having to deal with other people's bullshit. Yeah,
3: and she has like this great nanotechnology built into her arms that uh, have these huge spikes that grow out. And she's just an overall badass, and it's a lot of fun to write. We're already working on issue number two.
1: Can you tell us a little bit about your art team on that book?
3: Oh my god, Shwenchin. Shwenchen Bunag is a he's a hentai artist out of Thailand. And he's actually been in two of my Sidereal Apogee books already. And now me and him are working on this series. He is incredible. He he's on Twitter, Shwen Art, I believe, just C-H-E-U-N-A-R-T, I believe. And he's got a decent following there. He also has a contract with some sort of card game that is like hentai cards like a pokemon but with much more graphic sexual imagery and so if you follow him on facebook or twitter he's always posting these incredible over sexualized images more graphic than pokemon um, i'm joking <laughs> yeah, yeah <that's>
1: sorry. <laughs> <laughs> pikachu i choose
3: you um yeah, sorry you see, no, it's okay. If you've seen the um, the Gunmetal Black Ops cover, it's he drew that one too. It's like two mercenaries kissing with their boobs smashed together. Yeah, he's very, very good at sexual imagery. Nice, nice. And you know, and my colorist, my colorist is Francine uh, Apello, and she is in the Philippines. And she did a story with me in my cyberpunk book, and then. I went through it. I had an earlier colorist, but we switched to Francine after a couple pages, and she she really brought a lot of it to life. Some of the texture in the art is really just her coloring. That's fantastic. It is great
1: when when you have an art team that's just hitting on all cylinders. It's is is really something to behold, and you just seeing all the talent come out on the page and we have that with malik too we have a really good team on malik oh man the art on on malik is fantastic
3: I, yeah, i've seen on bit i've
1: seen bits and pieces that jeff has posted and i'm just like holy cow this looks good
3: yeah Juan is amazing he's in south america i think he's in argentina i want to say so oh, how- okay so that's that's another thing that I wanted to say. Then, what's really helped me uh, get, make my assemble my team is Facebook forums where comic book creators get together. Um, that's how I find these people from all over the planet, and it's a matter of posting like what kind of pay rates I can afford, and then I wind up working with people in South America and Southeast Asia because the American dollar goes a lot further there. So that's how that I was actually. Yeah, that was actually going to be my next question because
1: you've really assembled some great teams, and I was like, "How how do you find these people?" So it it is all just off of Facebook. That's nuts.
3: Yeah, and I'm probably in like ten or twelve of these groups. Some of them have different focuses. Like one of the ones that I actually like the people and the convo is the best is strictly about anthologies, comic anthology creators. But we but there's like comic book creators and connecting comic book writers and artists and I'm pr- like I said probably in a dozen of them and, and as it is right now I probably have like 10 or f- we have like 15 people to, in our one two three go group so when I first think of a story like I probably already have the artist that I'm like and I just got to approach an artist that I already work with at this point but I seek new talent sometimes but at the moment we probably have our roster full. That's awesome. I,
1: I actually run a, I, I help run a comics Discord called the Comic Jam, and we we put together a page a week. Everybody kind of uh, gets together. I pair up teams, and we we pair writers with artists. The writers get an, a week to create uh, a script, a one-page script on a theme that everyone votes on, and then the The artists then get about a month to produce the art for it. And then we have letterers come in and do their thing. But it's been such a – sometimes it feels like you're shouting into the void when when you're an indie creator. And it's great to get feedback and to find people who are in a like-minded – and have have the same goals – and it's it's amazing that we now have this thing called the internet that kind of helps to bring people together in that manner the the things sure, that I don't
3: know what discord is what is discord discord I, I believe it started
1: strictly as a a tool for gamers so they could communicate while they're playing their games and there's wow, like okay. a there's a like a chat Thing that you can you can also like talk over it which we we rarely use in my discord but we we basically use that just for communication only we can set up different channels in which we can you know have discussion groups and then when we actually get around to to doing the comics i'll i'll post them on the on the website so but yeah discord is a great tool it's, it's really good for communicating with a a large group of people
3: I'm about to turn 43, and when people ask me what my Snapchat is, I say I'm 43 years old. What the fuck is Snapchat? Exactly. See,
1: yeah, I'm, you're only a few years older than I, and Snap, Snapchat is so a... I, I don't know. I, I don't have the time for it. I have too many social no, media I, accounts I, I, as I didn't it is. Instagram I hate it. I have Instagram four months ago, too, though. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. It, it, it sucks, but it's such a good tool, because you can kind of... You know, showcase your art and your comics and find people who are interested in it and then find people who are also kind of like-minded. But it's great for for showcasing your art. But
3: Yeah. And then we also have this.
1: (laughs) Yeah. The only reason I'm on Facebook now is because my wife is also on there and (laughs) that's… Otherwise, I would have abandoned that a long time ago. But I mean, it it sucks because there's so many good like groups, like like you were like you were discussing earlier. But yeah. I also, like I, I live in the south, so everything is everything is Trump based on my Facebook feed, so I try to avoid it. <laughs> yeah, that's unfortunate. But where are you from originally?
3: I was born in um, Perth, Amboy, New Jersey. It's a stone's throw away from Staten Island. So, And then I grew up in the suburbs of Philadelphia. So basically, that corridor from Philadelphia to New York City is where my childhood was spent. Okay, so how'd you end up down south? Oh, I have been a traveler. I'm like kind of a professional couch surfer. And for years, I just lived out of a backpack and lived on the streets because my body was still in good enough shape to do that now I mostly have a network of friends across the country that I stay with at different points and I've been in Florida for a month then came here I'm probably going back to Florida in a month or two
1: yeah hopefully it it clears up and apparently the the COVID is completely out of Florida now because they've opened the the beaches back up oh no it's
3: definitely not (laughs) a thousand new cases a day yeah
1: it's so, it's so upsetting.
3: It's like the... Uh, Ohio and Pennsylvania are both up to a thousand new cases a day now. Too.
1: Yeah, m- my sister is in Columbus, so uh, I'm really worried about her. She's taking it seriously, but I, I don't think that other people up there are.
3: Yeah, now, like I said, I've been following the numbers, and actually Iowa, um, South Dakota, and Nebraska might be next the next emerging hot zones. Really, yeah. But Ohio right now is definitely not a good place to be. It's socially distanced.
1: Yeah. What What do you think that is? Like social economics, or like the people just aren't taking it seriously? What What is the the reason for that number spike?
3: I think that. Well, it's also when it arrives in the area. Like it was the meatpacking plants in um, Hall County, Nebraska. That, 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 that in that county, when they did their first 600 tests, 300 people tested positive. 50% of the county already had it by the time that they realized anybody had it. And so it's like the places that don't have it yet, if they don't take it seriously, then they're going to have it. Because some trucker is going to pass through or something is going to uh, get mailed or whatever. It can live for a long time on a certain like plastic. I think it can last for up to nine days. There have been instances like that. And, yeah, on your clothes, it could be on there for a couple of days. Like, if you're in a place where people were sneezing and coughing, wash your clothes when you get home. Like, it's that serious.
1: Yeah, I actually have to uh, go to the back deck and uh, strip down and lice all my shoes. <laughs> <Right>? before. <Yeah. laughs> my, my wife is trying to keep everything as, as clean as possible, and she is adamant that I not wear my work clothes in the house, and I'm trying to respect that as much as possible. And also, as you know, it's it's, it's kind of it's a nice spring day, so I might as well be naked out on the porch. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I live I live out in the country. I don't give a shit. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> so,
1: um, so you you have these projects coming up in a few months, and
3: yeah. what what side are they going to be on again? Okay, indie planet indieplanet.com
1: awesome awesome and are you eventually once everything kind of goes back to normal are are you are you going to consider doing a print run of those comics
3: yeah uh, that's definitely still on the table actually a single copy is getting mailed to jeff and that's how we're even getting to that's the one term of uh, selling on indie planet is they only feature comic books that they've actually printed so, and then it's a, what is it? It's a print to order. So if somebody, and oh, I also have it marked for both of these books that there's a discount at five issues. So if stores want to uh, order, they get a discount. But now once they're on the site, anybody in the world can order them and they will print an issue that month for them.
1: So that's, oh, that's cool. Nice. That's that's pretty rad service. Yeah. So you, you've got a pretty big plate of just Indie awesomeness I'm so glad we got to talk to you today is is there anything else that you'd like to promote while we're here I I, re, I remember you saying you had a, a website
3: well no well I'm just on Twitter Twitter would be my main website uh, <laughs> at, at Aurora flocks with an underscore in there but anyway the no okay what I would want to plug is uh, TV is my pacifier that's another one you can add at, at TV is my pacifier and that site is actually run by Jenny Reardon. And she's in Kansas, I think. And I've been writing for her for a couple years, and we do kind of like recaps. Like, I did American Dad today, because there's a new one on tonight. But I recapped last week's episode to get you caught up. Which isn't as helpful for an American Dad. But yesterday for Westworld, I wrote about Westworld. It would have been a lot more helpful if you were drunk the previous week and forgot what happened. Dolores is basically (laughs) destroying everything after happening on Westworld.
1: That show, okay, so... (laughs) I do, but I have a I have a, a four o'clock wake up, so I, I wake up at four a.m. I have to wait until my kids go to bed, and, and a, in order for me to be able to watch anything, so right. I won't spoil it. I, often, often I, I fall asleep while I'm watching it just because I'm I'm just pushed. If yeah. I if I have enough extra time, I'll I'll write or I'll watch TV, and I've fallen asleep with my laptop in my lap so many times, and I've fallen asleep. Midway through a show and not remembered a damn thing that I saw the, the day before, so it's often as if I'm drunk the prior <laughs> week watching a <the> show.
3: <laughs> well, then you can get caught up on TV. Is mypacifier um,
1: I'll definitely have to check that out.
3: Yeah, she she runs a pretty good site. She was sick for a month or two, and uh, we I was scared that she was gonna she had the COVID, but we're back in running order now. That website is back up. What other books do I have? Oh, I have a short story collection that hopefully will get done by the summer. Super Latency. That's just me writing short stories. And I have other books coming out. Oh, we have a Halloween book that will come out, and that's called 13th Moon. And we have Frederick Roseman, who he is... He, he, well, he's the creator of the characters that were in Gunmetal Black Ops number one in the A story, the lead story. I wrote the story in the dialogue. He created the characters though. So I have another book coming out with him called Unit C seven and a couple more issues of Sidereal Apogee. And issues number one and two are already for sale on Indie Planet, and so is Gunmetal Black Ops number one. So all that can be true. Awesome. I think it's a like 99 cents to, to download the digital.
1: How was how that collaborative effort, with, with writing uh, or creating a book with, with another writer? How was how that experience? Oh,
3: well, for, okay, Frederick, for example, he is not a writer. He's an artist. So he just wanted his characters to be in a comic book. He, he, he would draw still images of them, but no panel to panel. And he even like was selling uh, posters of them locally. He's in Mississippi. I know he has a following down there in the comic book community in Mississippi. And he's been selling posters of these characters, like, for a couple years, I think. And so I came up with an idea of, like, all right, we'll have them invade this pirate base or something in Somalia. And he liked it. And so I wrote it. And so, but working with Jeff, or I'm working with a couple new writers now, I, again, sort of take the editor-in-chief sort of role and just, like, try to get the best story out of them. I, I, I Very rarely have I totally rejected someone and said, like, hey, please stop sending me pitches. I don't want to hear about your writing anymore. Usually my reaction is more like, all right, this is a good story except for these two or three things. Can we adjust that? Cause I think that might make the story a little cooler. And I guess I actually changed the ending of Jeff's story to the point where Malik was supposed to die. I think in the, in the original version he wrote, but because we kept him alive. Like it sort of generated the series of stories that we're working on now. And overall, maybe that's what I'm trying to get out of people I work with. Like, continual new content, like something that we can keep working on and hopefully sell a billion copies of.
1: That is the perfect answer. (laughs) Ah,
3: It's what we're doing. And it's really great to work with people that have a similar vision of Going from independent comic books, but wanting to sell like at the Marvel level of the DC, or the DC level of sales.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, and Jeff. People like Jeff. Jeff is a, a super talented writer, and sure. but in addition to that, you also have to have the drive behind it. Jeff has
3: that in spades. So yeah, he's up to issue number three of Moloch, as far as script. I think the issue number three script is almost done. And he
1: he's got he's got some he's got some panache and some some do it to itness. <laughs> so uh, th- I have no doubt that that you guys are gonna go far. Moloch is is such a cool idea. So yep. I I can't wait to read the other things you guys have coming up. So you guys go out there, look up
3: Moloch, reigning devil. And oh, on Facebook, they can add one, two, three, go publications is the name of our indie brand. Oh, okay. Cool. Cool. I'm, I'm going to do that right now. One, two, three, go one, publications. Two, three, go publications. Yep.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Well, Phoebe, Xavier, thank you so much for talking to us and enjoy your time in, in North Carolina. Eat some liver mush for me. Ew. If you go to the buy low or the food. Low. Oh my gosh. I'm not even joking. It's either liver mush or liver pudding. It depends on where you're at in the state. But it's everything that they don't like. All the pig assholes and, you know, snouts and ears that they don't use for the hot dogs. All the stuff that was too good for the hot dogs. Or, excuse me, Uh, too bad for the hot dogs. They use for liver pudding and liver mush. But it 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 comes in a loaf, right? I'm almost certain it's not kosher or the the other thing and it's it comes in a <laughs> loaf you slice it up and fry it like bacon yeah. and it's freaking delicious the salt content of it I'm sure would like probably kill a lesser animal <laughs> because it's loaded with sodium but it's so good
3: <laughs> well I will ask my friends who I'm staying with if they ever eat it so I'll base it off of their opinion
1: Phoebe, I'm telling you, in, in in about a week from now, you're going to message me. And you're like, that liver pudding was amazing. And you're my best friend. That's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Phoebe, thank you so much for talking to us today.
3: Thanks for having me.
1: All right, have a good one.
0: And we're back. (laughs) We are back. So what'd you think?
2: Oh, she was great. Uh, Her and Casey had a good time, uh, you know, talking about all the comics they do and that she's done. And it's just, I mean, I have a soft spot in my heart for anybody who self-publishes, anybody who does independent stuff on their own, because it's just. It's hard work. As somebody who's done it, it's hard as hell work. Yep. But it's so rewarding in the end. And you're in the middle of doing it. Well, I'm at the end of doing it.
0: No, you're not even halfway through.
2: Well, with all of them,
0: but <laughs> with the first Kickstarter for the first book,
2: I as of the recording of this, I've ordered the physical copies today. That's so, nice. The Ions Anthology people will get their stuff soon.
0: Yeah. Well, that's cool, man. I, I'm glad Casey and Phoebe got together and, and we we're able to talk about things and have her on. And maybe we can have her on again sometime. Yeah,
2: it was cool. It was cool.
0: So, all right, guys. Well, if you enjoyed that, and I hope you did as much as we did making it for you, uh, you can go over to spoilerverse.com. That's spoilerverse.com. And you can check out all that we have to offer with a ton of interviews and a ton of articles. And well, Johnny, why don't you give him a load down of some of the things, like some of the podcasts that are available?
2: Oh, my God, dude. There's so many. There's our show. There's Hap Adventures. There's Y2CR Radio. There's Funny Book of Frenzy. There's Nerds from the Crypt. There's Nerd Talk Labs. There's person the Geek Town. There's Certain the Sith.
0: Uh, did you guys hear the all the law? stuff in there and the legal obligations because that's how fast Johnny talked. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you have to sign up for a subscription at nine ninety five a month. Cancel any time. <laughs> well, there's there's so many podcasts and so many articles and so much great stuff over at splitverse.com that you need to go over there and check it out. And while you're there, you need to go to the middle of that screen, click on that store button, go to our store and pick up some, you know, a t-shirt or a hoodie. Some swag. Some swag, right? Some cool fly ass swag. And, you know, show off your splitverse pride or whatever you want to call it and help help us out. You know, we get a couple bucks per shirt, which helps pay you know pay for the bills because it's not free doing all the stuff that we do, and we we give it out to the world at no cost for now. And we want
0: <laughs> no cost for now.
2: <laughs> for, for, I mean, for the foreseeable future, right? Yeah, it's all, yeah. Nothing's gonna change, right? We're gonna keep giving out our content. Nothing's
0: but, changing this year, that's for
2: yeah. sure. <laughs> I mean, it's gonna for the next foreseeable future. It's gonna be free, which is totally fine with us. But if you want to help us out, having going to, buying a shirt for one, showing it off, people see it, ask you about, it, tell them to come check out our podcast, and yep. two. We get a couple bucks from that. We can help, you know, pay for the hosting, pay for our equipment and help, you know, get new equipment for the people on our team. And it's, 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 it helps out a lot.
0: It sure does. It sure does. Well, dang, man. Yeah. That's a lot of information. The last thing I'm going to ask people to do is to open up their podcatcher, look for spoiler country, hit subscribe. And then on top of that, just if you, you know, if you so choose and you like what you're hearing, maybe you don't like, I don't know, either way, give us a review, good and bad. That's all right. Tell yeah. us what you think. We want to know. We'd love to hear it. Yeah. We love you guys. And we'd love to hear what your opinion is. This is true. All right. I think that's a show. That's a show. In oceans of podcasts, Here we are Kithub. And that's what compels you to do. But open the mind and read more.
1: the country podcast uh i am calling to talk to you about basically what you do and reigning devil comic that uh that jeff is involved with
3: that is uh jeff is the creator of the character he's also the writer i mostly just edit and do the letters for that one uh in general i write comic books i i edit and i write short stories and i write a tv blog so i'm a writer Cool. Well, I'm gonna get
1: a I'm gonna get a brief introduction real quick, and then okay. uh, we'll we'll get right into that. What's the name of your site? I, I tried. I, I've been crazy doing uh, house renovations this weekend, and uh, I I tried to get some some info, uh, but back and forth with Jeff, it has been nuts just because my um my internet has been down at the house because oh, we man. had uh, tornadoes go through. Not long ago, I live in Alabama, so <laughs> stay safe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're uh, luckily it, it was. I was worried it was going to get hairy again last night, but um, luckily it it was fine. We we had a string of storms come through, but it wasn't near as bad as last Sunday, which uh, the <laughs> it's funny. Our, uh, our local um, weathercaster mentioned yeah. both the, um, the local strip club and the Baptist church in the same sentence when he was talking about uh, a, um, a tornado that had touched down. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. So it was, we're like, did he really just say Wesley's booby trap on air? It's amazing. <laughs> but. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and um, do a quick, brief introduction, and then we'll we'll get into who Phoebe Xavier is and what she does and how she got into comics. All right.